Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Well, this is going to be the Snuffleupagus edition here. I've got a pretty solid cold going in the early part of this fall, so I apologize if I sound raspy. But I wanted to get talking about this idea of how we can collaborate better and work together as groups. You see, every day I find myself, like you, wondering if I'm heading in the right direction, questioning the decisions of teams I'm on, and reflecting about my own actions. Then I start getting these weird talk-myself-out-of-taking-risk narratives, and I find myself looking to speak with others about what is going on. However, over the course of my life and career, I have learned from others and seen processes that allow us to go faster and smarter forward in an effort to serve each other when a few conditions are met. These conditions are this. When you have the ability to take a problem or a new idea to a group of people, collaborate around it, then meet with a smaller team of trusted people and calibrate the idea, and finally, meet with someone you can be very vulnerable around and validate the idea so that you have deep and true ownership in the journey and outcome. That's when you find yourself solid in your leadership. Without those three things, there is a little critter named doubt that falls into the process which can seed uncertainty and fuel your inner cow. As leaders, we all have influence over others, and when we can come together to arrest our doubts, we can harness that energy for a better outcome. Now, a buffalo is our aspirational leadership style and mindset. We want to charge into our problems, and the structure that allows that charging to be successful is the process. This episode's process is ship, captain, crew. First, If you were excited that this episode was going to be a discussion of the drinking game, ship captain crew, I want to apologize. That's not how we're going to get people to collaborate, calibrate, and validate. Although it may be worth trying in some certain settings, but uh, we can't do it. No drinking game. This is a process that I put together this summer for a retreat around engagement strategies, and I want to share the reasoning, science, and results of the process with you so that you can take this process and apply it to your worldview. It is applicable from the boardroom to the classroom. This past summer, the leadership retreat was in a city overlooking Lake Michigan, my hometown of Port Washington. So I went with a nautical theme. As the planning for the summit started to solidify, I wanted to take the opportunity to increase people's networks of support and supercharge the sharing of strategies as well as, and most importantly, offer people as many perspectives on their own views as possible. Now, many episodes ago, I talked about the power and wisdom of crowds, the idea that the more you bring people together and you bring them a clear problem, the more likely they'll all be able to work together and find an answer. As a result, I wanted to formalize the ability for over 100 people to be able to formally utilize the wisdom of each other. People had to identify their ship, a crew, and a captain. And then each time we introduced new ideas that could flow through the process of collaborating, calibrating, and validating what was going on, well, they had to take that in an effort to create rock-solid opportunities to grow and increase their leadership skills and abilities with other people. People were all over the park, talking, sharing, swapping, and working in an effort to work together around shared and unknown problems. The power of it all came from observing how people would genuinely listen, 
be empathetic and work towards solutions. The process does not allow for people to get stuck in the I have to mode or I can't do this mode or this would never work mode because each layer of teaming comes with a focus on how to, how to be there for each other, how to find what works and how to measure the impact of our actions. Sounds simple because it is. If you follow it, norm it and expect it. Okay, three groups, ship, crew and captain. Let me explain them one at a time. The ship, well, that's your collaborative team. This is usually the largest group, a division, a school leadership team, a faculty, the main committee, whatever. This is where all the needs for strategic alignment begin. Here is where people start the conversations. It is our big team or first team that we are all ultimately in need of working together with. The role of the ship is to collaborate, set direction, establish vision, and then drive the mission. The ship's collaboration is where the ideas are generated, when people hash out all the potential barriers, anchors, mountains, whatever your local language is, and then they start to take into consideration all of the cultural issues for the organization. It is at this level that we decide what we are going to do. The ship, though, is often all the leadership group has, and this is where the problem may lie. You've heard of the scuttlebutt, right? That's the little spoon in the barrel of water? Well, the modern version of a scuttlebutt is a water cooler or break room. It is where the real culture lies. It is also where good ideas go to die. Because if you're operating only as a ship and not cascading engagement and strategies down through the organization so that people have choice and voice, well, your ship is going to be dysfunctional and not fun to be on or around. People are going to jump ship, sabotage the ship, set it on fire, and work against the winds of change. I must say, these sailing analogies come easy to me. Why? Well, I've been on a lot of ships like I just described. People who play nice and fail to follow through. Collaboration is amazing, but in and of itself, well, it can also be an exercise in who's actually going to do all of this work, which is why the crew is so important. Collaborating at the collaboration step, the ship step, is critical because it defines what needs to be done. But when the ship is by itself and the ship thinks it has all of the answers, well, it's just a bunch of dumb ships. Which is why the crew is an important step. You see, the crew is the ship's second teams, but the members' first teams. They are their friends and closest colleagues, and these are the levels of the organization that are dangerous when they are motivated to make it stop, to make it not work and to make it not happen. Which is why you need to develop a process that allows the ship's members to go immediately to their crews and calibrate the expectations. While the visioning takes place at the top and the definition of what takes place at the ship level, the calibration takes place within, and they need to have input into how they want to do the work. The ship, upon setting the direction, needs to send its members out to meet with their crew and discuss how they are going to do this, increase the amount of feedback towards the process, and then determine the actionable steps they are going to take to make it all happen. You see, when you have the entire ship together, they are not all of the voices, and there are not many voices heard, because it takes a lot of courage to talk and speak in front of all those judgmental shipmates, but get people into their crews, and they have safety, security, an ability to foresee how people will respond, and then they have the engagement level to be able to have the conversation and collect the ways in which they are going to approach how to make this happen, 
Well, that's how you fuel your team. As an example, the ship makes the decision to reduce the amount of wasted time during the workday. The entire ship agrees that is what needs to be done, is that we need to eliminate that waste. Now, traditionally, the next step for too many ships is to then dictate how everyone is going to reduce waste. With this process, the ship captain crew process, we take the collaborative efforts to identify the problem, and then we bring it to the crews, and we ask them, how can we reduce waste, wasted time and waste in their organizational day? Now, secure and safe groups of people can, with a norm of not casting blame, get to it and determine how best to reduce waste. At this stage, they are calibrating the tactics to reduce the amount of wasted time. They are talking about solutions, and they are planning on how to execute the ability to get better. The first two steps are sequential, and the third might be the most important, validation. Right? So we've collaborated and calibrated. Now we have to validate. As individual leaders, we all often struggle with the actions we are planning or have taken. We fear regret, and then sometimes we feel regret, which is why we need to build into our process a meeting with our captain. It is our captain that is going to hear our ideas, the barriers, and concerns, and validate for us what is real and what is not real. Now, the captain, the captain is not a boss. They are the captain, the captain of our ideas. They are the person that we trust to coach us, be honest with us, call us out, question our thinking, and hold us accountable, and come at us from a real place of concern. Their job is to ensure that we do not fail to execute with success because we get in our own way and create excuses not to be who others need us to be. The ship said we need to eliminate waste. The crew determined how they were going to do it. And the captain? Well, now the captain listens as we discuss our excitement about one tactic and our worries over another. The captain is someone who you choose, but is not necessarily connected to each of our issues. Now, a big caution. Do not go and find a captain who shares every mindset that you do. Validation is not reinforcement of our behaviors and somebody who's going to tell us that we're right all the time. It is instead a validation that you're heading in the right direction or the wrong direction. This summer, we had each group of people start with their main team, their ship. Then we had people find four other people with like jobs, their crew. Then they identified and found a complete stranger to be their captain. They would meet as a ship and talk about what they needed to do and how they needed to change, but more importantly, what needed to be changed. Then the crews would get together and share all of the ways that the ship had decided and how they were going to do it and collect each other's strategies. And then they would go for a walk or sit on a bench with their captains and talk about what had just happened. At the end of the conference, the plus delta feedback was very clear. They enjoyed the process. They enjoyed having three opportunities to digest and then invest in the actions that needed to be taken to improve. And most importantly, and positively, they enjoyed the fact that they got to share, talk, reflect, and then plan an implementation. This proactive strategy for engagement changes the game for people because they have multiple opportunities to grow and challenge themselves, challenge their narratives, and challenge their mindset. They get to be with people they care about, then share that information and get their mindset right by being validated or for being off or on the track. 
The greatest challenge I always hear from people in management is trying to manage the people. Well, guess what? You can't. You can only manage the process and coach others to meet their potential because they will make their own choices. If you want compliance, stay at the ship level. If you want compliance that meets minimal results, do the ship and the crew level. But if you want sustainable and positively consequential actions and results, engage all three levels. Put resources and energy into ensuring that everyone has a captain and can be supported through the process. Then, get out of the way. Ship, collaborate, crew, calibrate, captain, validate. This is how we find new frontiers, better ways to sharpen pencils and improve our processes so that people learn and grow. Invest in providing the structure around common issues and see your ship discover the future for those you serve. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe your current process for cascading problem solving in your leadership. List the members of your crew and identify your captain. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. As always, thank you for listening and please share this episode with others. Also, take a minute to rate the podcast for me on your platform. In addition, thank you to the Well Pennies for their great music and make certain to subscribe to their page on your music platform. Finally, I want to challenge all the teachers out there to apply this. Think of your classroom as the ship, their groups as a crew, and a close confidant of theirs as their captain. Think of approaching shared learning or problems with the ship and approaching it as we described above. It takes a ton of courage for a child, a young man or a young woman, to participate in class. It takes social confidence to perform in a group, and it takes bravery to confide in a classmate or a stranger. So instead, create a process. Students will be at their best if given the opportunity to perform through structure and process. Imagine if you approach learning with the intent of collaborating, calibrating, and then validating their ideas in safe and structured ways. After all, if we can build confidence in children to be secure and willing to take risks in the classroom, then when they get to be our age, we can have people in the world who understand that it takes an entire ship's collaboration to find universal success, and it takes a calibrated crew to make things happen, and a crew with a trusted captain. Well, they'll have the courage to run into the storm. Oh, it's me, everybody, and you. side of the room But you seem like the only one there Just watching the world unaware And I hope you notice me
but you seem like the only one there just waiting for someone to care and i hope you notice me